church. It's kind of a confusing place to be in, like because you, you have relied forever on the Spirit telling you and guiding you where to go. It's like, what do I do now? Yeah. Like, what do I do without the Spirit? And I think it's a, a really, you have to just change your mindset that you have always known. Mm-hmm. Like, and you, you have the power to make even, even better decisions than the Spirit because you don't have the church telling you what the Spirit wants you to think. Yeah, you can pull so, it Oh. Yeah, so it's been it. Hello, and welcome to Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast. This is your host, Jake Taylor. Um, I am... Uh, let's see, I had a thought, but then I'm, anyway, um, right at the top, just a regular introduction, regular announcements is that, uh, I have a email that you can reach me at and not so Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. I also have a, um, you can reach me at the Instagram, not so Peter Priesthood. Um, and you can send your, uh, moments with Mormons, you can send your stories, you can send whatever you feel is, you know, something that I would enjoy. (laughs) Or you can send your hate mail. I still haven't asked for a hate mail in a while, so here I am asking for hate mail. Send it. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, without further ado, I'm very excited for this guest, um, she is 50% of a <laughs> of a podcast that uh, we are missing her other half on her podcast, The Holy Sisters. Um, I'd like to welcome Carrie to the podcast. Welcome, Carrie. Yeah. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. I love how you said 50, 50%. That is, yeah. I'm, I'm the Holy Sister today. Holy sister, not the Holy Sisters. (laughs) Singular Holy Sister. Um, Holy Carrie is here to grace us with her presence, and I'm very excited to have her here to share her story. And we're also going to bullshit a little bit, so it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah. So, um, Carrie, uh, what's your? Let's. I don't know. You can start. You said you had notes, so um, yeah. I I just took. You came prepared. Your, I re-listened to your episodes with Not Somali Mormon, uh-huh. so they were they were one of my. I really needed some humor when I went on this deconstruction journey, and I found their podcast. Just you know, I think I googled ex Mormon podcasts, and it came up. And I just really needed some not so heavy stuff. There's like Mormon stories, but that can get kind of heavy, a little boring. Yeah. And I just yeah. I needed some real laughter, and that that did the trick. And take so, some, uh, yes. some of the weight off of the, the heaviness of the right. whole thing. It still, has some, it still has some good meat in it, but really, yeah. really made me laugh too. So it was, it was good. It was more along the lines of how I, I like to think about my deconstruction. So yeah, it was good. me too. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun to, like, I don't know. Uh, something I love about them is that they, like, they just tell, like, the leaders to like fuck off and i love that right. you know, like and they'll just like <laughs> and just like that feels so cathartic to me to like it hear does. that also like think that and i'm like oh yes 
Tell Joseph Smith to fuck off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, they're like, like Sarah is just so open and honest about her yeah. feelings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in quite a hilarious way. And I just, yeah. I, I needed that for sure. So I've actually recommended their podcast to a lot of people for the same reason. Like if you just need to laugh. Yeah. But oh, here's some too. stuff from, from ex-Mormon lens. That's a good way to go. So, yeah. And I think I, that's where I found out about you too, is because you, recorded with them as well yeah and that's actually where this podcast started branched yeah. out from is because i was on their episode and then i was like i should do my own and then i right isn't that funny <laughs> how we just did a podcast talking about how our podcast name came about and we were doing the same thing just kind of talking with each other and we were talking about the mary story i don't know if you remember hearing that we talk about mary and how my sister was saying she thought it was kind of weird, the whole Mary thing. And I said, yeah, it's like, get off me, Elohim. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and she didn't know who Elohim was. And we were laughing so hard because she, yeah. she's been out of the church for 20 years. Oh, and she didn't I... know who Elohim was. And we were like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, that would make me the funniest name for a podcast episode. And, oh, and that's yeah, kind of how the Holy Sisters was born. Yeah. Was, yeah and so we came up <laughs> with an episode name before the podcast name, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's well, kind of so. how I was too. I was gonna name the podcast, and it came to Yas. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. That's catchy. Know, but, yeah, not the Peter Priest. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty I appreciate. Good. That. I think my sister kept. We were talking about collaborating with you because we've been talking for a while, and she said, "So when are we gonna do record with Peter?" <laughs> I was like, "It's not Peter." It's not Peter. It was pretty funny. So. <laughs> that's awesome um well it's a shame that heidi couldn't be here with us today yes. but we'll have to collaborate another time yeah right yeah <laughs> it's good yeah one of the <laughs> one of the first times we messaged was when that that byu idaho guy was was talking about ex-mormon podcasters in context oh, yeah yeah <laughs> he called them core, whor core horrors and i yeah. we were chatting and i said we should have a core horror club or something yeah <laughs> and you said emphasis on the horror yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh i like this guy he is <laughs> like he, he gets my humor yep great <laughs> core horror yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um i can't remember see and i take that like we also talked about how we take that as kind of a compliment you i think you guys said that in your episode too that yeah. you kind of take it as a compliment like yeah right. we're we're like, well, thanks. We're <laughs> thank you <laughs> great name <laughs> it's like, oh, you like me? What? <laughs> right. You don't even know me, but why are you like so obsessed me? with me? Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so, um, you just recently left the church, right? Um. So yeah. So, um, I've probably been like mentally out for. Three years, I would say. So um, my story is a little bit complicated because my husband was a full-time seminary and institute teacher. Okay, yeah. For 20 years. So my exit had to be orchestrated carefully <laughs> because there's 
a lot to lose in that. Um, and but my hus my husband's not an asshole, so I knew I could talk to him at least. I think I'm pretty lucky lucky in that respect. I think a lot of people uh, lose their marriages, oh yeah, family marriages over this. And I I knew it was going to be difficult, but I knew I could tell him. So uh, about it was right before COVID. So was that January 2020? Is that when COVID happened? 2020. Yeah, so January 2020, um, <laughs> I finally told my husband. So I had uh, been, I had been having feelings of wanting to leave a couple years before that. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of the regular deconstruction you go through in your mind. Like um, I had always, I had always been a little nuanced with the church, just because I think the great way I grew up, we were rather poor, um, mm. had the typical. Like the, you know, shiny, shiny Mormon family that's very wealthy and that wasn't our family. Even though we were a large family, youngest of eight kids and all my old siblings and I went on missions and we did all that stuff. But we always had the, you know, very poor, there were family problems, my parents got divorced, um, things like that. I just remember I, someone was asking me this the other day, they're like, when did you first know have an inkling that the church wasn't true. And I said, I remember very specifically when I was eight years old, my mom was upset because she couldn't pay her tithing. And she was mm. crying and feeling horrible about it because the bishop had said something. And I remember I was eight years old. And I remember my mind just thinking that's bullshit. Yeah. Eight, eight years old. And I just remember that stuck with me. And so I just kind of have those little real life experiences that just kind of, that's probably the first crack I felt, you know, mm -hmm. you just kind of go on because you're Mormon. Yeah. You, you do what Mormons do. You just put it on a shelf and go on. And, and so, uh, yeah, so I have those things, but I went ahead and went on a mission. And then in my podcast, I've mentioned a few times my mission experience. Mm -hmm. for, Where did you for, go? I went to Louisiana. So I, I was listening, I was listening to your interview with not somali mormon you were saying you went to florida and yeah. you're describing like the humidity and the storm so yeah all the, that the bugs and the, the horridness of wearing garments in the humidity right I, you yeah. didn't have boob sweat but that's what my experience you know, was. <laughs> yeah and actually this so the episode that's going to drop t at this point is tomorrow but like anyway at the when listeners hear this, it'll be last week, but the last week's episode, this feels weird. Anyway, um, future, but past. Anyway, I, um, gotcha. uh, we mentioned how like they used to like when I went to buy the garments to go, uh, on my mission, they asked where I was going and I was like, Oh, Florida. And they're like, Oh, for the humidity, you'll want those mesh ones. And I was like, and so I would wear, I wore those like when I first got down there and I was like, these just, they just bleed so much. Like, they breathe too much. You need something to catch the. Yeah, and they wet, just kind of have don't. the sweat running down your back. <laughs> yeah, and it just looked like a sopping wet doll. They could just like yeah. uh, gross. <laughs> yeah, none of them. None of them are good. I mean, nothing. No, yeah, nothing's There's good. No. But uh, uh, so all all that. So I I yeah. related very much to your uh, <laughs> your mission experience, at least the location thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you said. So. 
Yeah, but uh, on my mission, you know, the experience of my dad dying, like three months into my mission, uh, he passed away. And my mission president just came and said to me, I mean, it was, this is seriously how it happened. There's a knock on our door like at eight o'clock in the morning and it's the mission president and his wife, which is really weird. That just doesn't happen, you know? Right. And um, they came in and he just said, you know, Sister Line, uh, your father's passed away. And before even letting me react, he said the brethren expected to stay. It was like he was making sure I didn't even go there. Like, yeah, he made like, the decision for you. Yes, he made the decision for me and just made sure, like, hey, don't, don't even think you can grieve here. Ugh. Like, you're, you're, this is what you're gonna do. And I remember his wife. Of course, she was the nicer one. Um, mm. She said, "Can't she, can't she decide to go home?" And he said, "Well, their brother and expect her to stay." <laughs> and then he gave me a blessing. He said, let me give you a blessing. Gave me a blessing. And they were they were there and gone in like four minutes. Really? Yeah. And this I went I, I don't when did you serve your mission? What? Uh 02 to 04. Okay, so you I, I served in uh so I was ninety five to ninety seven, I think uh, I was. Um were were you still under don't call your family time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, um, you only called on Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So the two times a year, you just had like a, you didn't even have a cell phone. It was just like a corded yeah. phone in the apartment. Anyway, so he did say you can call your family today, but then you need to get back to work. Wow. So that was, you know, so, so I had that little inkling in my mind, like, well, his wife did say that I could think about going home, maybe. But yeah. I sure feel like I need to stay. Yeah, you know, it, was, like, it was it was very different, you know. Uh, and I it's like, what do you what do you think when this leader, you know, you know, how mission presidents are that's the leader that you follow. They're like your your boss. The end all be all of everything you're. Yeah, you're separated yeah. from home and from everything you know, and with a companion. How far along were you in your mission at this time? Three months. Three months in the field. So I was Spanish speaking. So I had two months oh, in the UPC yeah. and then three months in the field. So yeah, about five months in total. Dang. My mission. Yeah. So, and I remember wanting to go home and I, I, that night, I mean, of course I was, now I know that it's grief. Yeah. I was crying and uh, having a really hard time. And I had told my companion, I really want to go home. And she pulled out some dumbass scripture about, <laughs> That, you know, this guy was sad because his father died and he was talking to Jesus about it. Jesus said, bury your father and come follow, follow me. Oh, wow. I forget which scripture it is. And she showed me that. She showed me that. Like, you know, six hours after my dad died and I was crying. That was her response to me. <laughs> and and uh, so I was just feeling horrible about that, too. And I... <coughs> called my mission president just said, I think I want to go home. And I was, I was bawling. I couldn't even get the words out. And he said, okay, you're going to have to pay for it. Oh. That, that was his response. Like, no, what? no so compassion, nothing, you know, wow. it was crazy. Wow. So a couple of thoughts on that. The, um, 
the fact that he uses the brethren, like, as if they know who you are, for one thing. They don't give a fuck who you are. Like, they don't know who any of these missionaries are. They just, like, he's yeah. using them against you and saying, like, right. you know, as you said, like, they're gonna, um, they're, let's see, what was I trying, as you said, like, they're the leaders, so you, and of course, mm -hmm. like, you're, you spend your whole life hearing them in general conference, and you're like, right. oh, and you just like, and as a missionary, you, you feel that like. They actually have this policy. Yeah. When it really was just his policy, you know, it was like mission president roulette, you know, that yeah. you're, you know. Yeah, and it's also like, um, what the, like very ignorant about the grieving process and your mental health. Like, right. Yeah, he, was, he, was a, he was like a college basketball coach. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like problem number one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was very much that type of a mission president, like, you know, work harder, do better, you know, just, Ugh. you know, just didn't, ha was, was completely unable to, you know, and I, I, it was sad because I think my sadness made him very uncomfortable and I was I wasn't like I was off the wall crazy even though it would have been okay if I was that way I was just like shocked and sad of course yeah and I think he was just like oh gotta gotta get out of here really fast because this is making me uncomfortable this are making me uncomfortable yeah 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 oh yeah but I stayed I stayed I didn't go home I stayed and um that's how it was. And I, I didn't never, I never felt good about it Yeah. until I finally let myself realize how like wrong that was like mm -hmm. in it. And it just like that kind of, that experience just kind of it colors my whole experience now. It's just like letting someone have that much control over you. It's like, cause like in my, our, my podcast, we call it the Holy sisters because we, that's kind of, we didn't know, my sister didn't know what to call the Holy Ghost that she had said she had felt for 20 years since leaving the church. And, um, you know, I just told her it was Holy Heidi that she was feeling Aww. for that whole time. And so we just kind of made this joke that that's the Holy Sisters. But I, I know now, like, uh, that mission experience, like, Carrie, Holy Carrie was telling me, yeah, you should go home. You're sad. People go home for funerals. This is normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, but I, at the time, I, I, of course, I was, I was young. I was doing what Mormons do. You listen to your leaders. And, uh, but now looking back, I wish, I wish I had had, and I think, I think kids now are stronger than we were then. Mm -hmm. You know, they just, they kind of are able to look at them, have more, independent thought at least at least that's how i look at it with like my own children they just have a different view on the world and on life but um but yeah i was very very committed to being a good missionary and that was how he was telling me to be a good missionary but then for the next 20 years like everybody in my life only praised me for dang sacrifice you know because that's like a cool sacrifice right yeah i mean like like that, and that's such a Mormon thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's so cool, man! You you gave the ultimate sacrifice for the Lord, and I was like, I look back and I'm like, that was such a dumb sacrifice, <laughs> like yeah. so unnecessary. Yeah. You know? And anyway, 
So that um, and a lot of other things, just, you know, deciding to form my own opinions about LGBTQ issues and all this, all, you know, history and all that stuff people go through. I just came to the point, like the scales just kind of tipped for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading the church essays because my husband had had a, a work conference where they were talking, saying youth these days, you know, they, they all have a friend who's gay and they, and they're, they're going to choose the friend over the church. And so you need to know how to talk to them. So the church wrote these essays and, or these gospel topic essays to help deal with all these issues your kids are going through. Yes. So read these essays and know them like the back of your hand. And I remember sitting there and let me know. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to read those essays. This will help me. <laughs> we all know what happens when you read the church essays. Yeah. <laughs> so like, oh my gosh, this, this is so false. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. And that just, uh, it did me in. And I remember talking to my husband about the book of Abraham one. I mean, all of them really blew my mind, but I was talking about the book of Abraham one just really blew my mind and I said I was asking about that and he in poor thing he was struggling with oh my gosh my wife doesn't believe in the church anymore and trying to help me out and he just kind of repeated back the apologetic essay to me mm-hmm. and that was kind of all he had to say about it and I was just like really like I was just expecting this like someone's got to know more and I was like no yeah. they don't they don't oh, know. and they just kind of accept it they just like oh well this is the and they have an answer for everything like you said like apologi- apologetics do but that's just like mm-hmm. um like but you you understand that like your apology for it just doesn't hold water either like it just i don't know uh, right yeah um just real quick there for listeners um listen to the holy sisters podcast the episode about um i mean listen to all their episodes but the um there's an episode where you talk about you read your husband's like a letter oh yeah it's called holy mike yeah and it's an essay to get into graduate school but he talks about his journey out of the church kind of it was beautifully written and very touching and um just a cool like journey i loved it so um take a listen to that and you'll um it's interesting to see uh, like a seminary teacher's perspective and how he um dealt with you leaving the church and i remember just you talking about a um a meeting or something like a seminary meeting where you had to like act like you were still like into the church right is that right i can't well, it might, have been, it might have been that meeting where they, that fireside we went to, where they talked about the gospel topic essays. Yeah. I think it was, it was that one. And that, and I was like, oh, I'm going to read, I'm going to read these great things that are going to keep me in the church. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't work. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um yeah, so he's been, it's good that he's been supportive of you. Is he still in the church or is he? Um... So he has not removed his name yet. I just removed mine and Heidi and I removed our names together in August. Okay. And so he, he, he's still, he's still in, um, 
he hasn't attended for quite some time. Part of that's COVID, and part of it's just because it's like, why go to church now that I don't have to go for my job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but that's, I think he's still, I, he told me something like, when I left, um, he was like, I am just now, he said, I am just now at a point where I can even start to think about this stuff. Like, I had been thinking about it for years. Yeah. But because he was a seminary teacher and that was his employment, his income, his day to day, he was, you know, every day in a shirt and tie and yeah. having to fully immersed in it. And, yeah. Yeah. And they, they really keep you on a tight leash when you're a church employee, especially a church education employee. And so he he couldn't even begin to even think about this stuff. So his journey is many years behind mine where he's just now been able to give himself permission to even think about these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's, he's pretty, he's pretty nuanced, oh, pretty, pretty, pretty nuanced. And it's been a, it's been a good thing for him. I mean, even though, I mean, this sounds crazy. So we lost a really good income mm-hmm. and oh. lost all our security, everything. I mean, he's going back. I mean, who wants to go back to school? You know, he, he has, a master's degree he has you know he's going back and get another master's degree who wants to do that and Ugh, no. he's uh but and it's very uncertain but it's the happiest we've ever been oh see and that's what makes it worth it though right and we're just we talk about it almost every day how happy we are and it's just oh. like on paper like our checking account maybe we shouldn't be <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it's like we're we're just so happy with what with what we've decided to do but it's laugh you know because the typical thing is you're going to be so sad if you leave the church yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, they oh. also say like you must be angry and upset with the church right. you're, and you're just bitter and like there's that right. stigma that they always put on us and it's like right oh, well actually i'm probably the happiest i've ever been so right, right. <laughs> i kind of I don't give a shit about what other people think anymore and I just I'm just doing me and uh yeah great love it well and it's um something that I like listening to what you're saying um I just also always correlate to this to like um coming out as gay you know also just like how it's um I came out to myself way more like years before I actually started coming out to other people. Right. And it's just like how deconstructing faith also is the same kind of concept in that you have to, you come out essentially quote unquote to yourself and say, Oh, well Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't believe this anymore. And then you have to like work up to like finally telling other people that you Mm. don't believe it. And then you also like, um, and it's just like it's a whole altering your path and your journey. Right. It's also worth it because you're living more authentically, and that's right. what thing, like. Well, really you have like you have like coming out as gay, and then the whole church aspect of mm-hmm. that too, like what that means. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's so that's so heavy. If, yeah, you know, that's. I mean, I don't. I don't like what if you don't mind me asking, like, what was harder? Like coming out as coming out as gay and tell people you're, you're, you're gay or 
dealing with the religious part like that? Um, I think so. I feel like I've, I don't know how to, the only thing that word I can think of, I've, I think I only suffered more spirituality mm-hmm. thing, like because I had the, the church so heavily in my life at the time mm-hmm. when I was coming out. And then, um, and those two things definitely like just butted heads all the time. Right. So, um, trying to grasp like why, which side I was going to basically go with, I get, I don't know. It's not that I could choose, but I could have chosen to stay in the church and be gay and like just be celibate and whatever and not act on it. Um, but I never really fully believed enough anyway for that to be something strongly that I want to stay enough, you know, okay. and I just, um, I think that was, I feel like it was harder for me to wrap my head around like, why can't this church that I'm, um, that I've grew up in and all these people that I love, why, why are they like so against this when I don't feel like it's wrong, but I, yeah. yeah. And so, and I, I think my journey with the church has like been longer just because I mean, obviously all my life, but like, um, the deconstructing stuff is like, I'm seeing that it's in everything in my, how I act and how I respond Mm -hmm. to things, even when I'm, I've been out of the church for 10 years or so. Oh, wow. That long. Okay. Yeah. And, um, well, I started, yeah, but like I, I removed my records like three years ago or something like that, but right before I went and joined the Navy. So like, yeah, about 10 years, I started leaving the church and I was, um, it kind of, they both, my my coming out and also my leaving the church kind of happened at the same time. Like, I just okay. uh, one, yeah. had to go. Like, I was at the... <laughs> and, you, know, you, were never, you were never, like, someone who comes out and tries to make the church work. Like, that didn't really... Okay. Um, kind of, for a while there. For, like, okay. a brief moment, I was, like, I was going to, like, the singles branch, and I was, like, trying to make it work, and I was... I was holding on to it a little bit because I was just mm-hmm. like, this is my structure and this is where, what I know is comfortable. And almost also mm-hmm. like I worked at Desert Book and I yeah. went to BYU Idaho. And so it was just like all these, you know, definitely was like everything about my life. And so <laughs> I, you were super, super Mormon, <laughs> super Mormon. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then like, I just started like kind of, straying away as they say but then like um I just realized that like you know what like it's not and I've had like I had friends that uh one specific friend that helped me like come to terms with a lot of it because she was leaving the church also and um she we just had all these conversations about um how being authentic is more important than um trying to live a life that's just because that's more comfortable and what other people expect of me. And so, um, I would, uh, let's see. I, it just came down to like authenticity. Like I wanted to be true to myself and true to the world. I didn't want to be, um, also like I could have married a woman, you know, like, and I could have lived that life. I had a friend that Mm -hmm. did that and he was gay, but like he married a woman and, 
I just realized that that's not something I wanted to do. And I was right. like, if that's what the church wants of me, then I don't want it to have anything to do with the church. Yeah. And so, and I actually didn't leave doctrinally, like until just recent, like when I removed my records, like okay. I didn't, um, I didn't really even look into the doctrines as much and the history yeah. as much until much later because I was, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to get away from it and just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna get some distance. Mm-hmm. And then I joined the Navy and um, it was kind of a reset button for me. I was able to just like mm-hmm. do whatever I wanted. And it was nice to have that freedom and to like kind of explore. Right. Um, and also to like figure out if I actually even like do I believe that anymore? Like I did kind of think that. Like I was just like I don't like, and I talk to people and be like, oh, and I'd be like, yeah, I grew up Mormon, and there would be crickets, you know, like they're just like give me the weird looks and stuff. I'm like I'm not Mormon anymore. It's okay. And then um, <laughs> it's crazy what they like people's reactions when you tell them you're like anywhere that's outside of Utah, Idaho, and. Sure. Uh, like when you they tell when you tell them that you were raised Mormon, they're like, "Oh, okay." Oh, <laughs> this guy's gonna be weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't. I would say, like, I think because now that I'm more secure in my sexuality, like now mm-hmm. the tr- stuff has kind of taken more of a forefront of for me, and I'm like seeing where it, like it has really affected everything about my life and everything that I do even now like my reactions to some things like my um feelings about monogamy or which are kind of prudish quote-unquote for the gay Mm -hmm. community Mm -hmm. those come from my Mormon values like the um which sounds weird because Mormons are polygamous but like you know what I mean like yeah it's like step step (laughs) (laughs) but you know how like the Mormon church like it's like you find your person and you marry them and you're with them for all eternity, you know, and regardless of like the polygamy stuff, you know, (laughs) like, um, but like, that's still ingrained in me that I need to find a person, you know, and that that's like, well, that is so interesting. I've never heard it from that perspective before is how like, and so in the gay community, like monogamy isn't really high on the list. Ooh, it's actually, so I get like a lot of, um, I was actually just talking to Dusty, who's been on the show several times, but she, mm-hmm. um, she and I talk like every day, but the, <laughs> um, I was just talking to her today about this like thruple, this gay thruple that is, was on my Instagram and I, they glorify this relationship of like the three of them together and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's good for you, you know, but like, yeah. it's not for everybody and there's it's I get a lot of these open relationship guys that want you know like they're already in relationship and they want me to be like part of like either you know okay. be a little fun thing for them or you know whatever you know and yeah. I'm just like, you know I don't I don't want that's not right for me I've tried it honestly but I I it's not for me like I just yeah, I'm so, not so maybe that that part of <laughs> Mormonism is a good part that you're going to hold on to, even if it. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I don't like to attribute it to Mormonism, but I, yeah. think that, I think of it more as like I'm just a hopeless romantic, I guess. But Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I think that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's even though I'm totally out. Like my husband and I had to have this conversation. He was like, what does this mean for our marriage? Oh, yeah. Like, cause it's just like, it implodes, right? Like mm-hmm. our temple marriage isn't there anymore. What does this all mean? And I, it took some convincing to be like, you know, we're still us. Yeah. We're still us. And this hasn't affected that. And, and my value, I probably am a hopeless romantic and have some of that same value around monogamy. Um, I, I don't think it's better or worse than anyone else's value around relationships, but that's my value. And I, you know, we had to talk that out though, because you do have, you do have the feeling like once the Mormon is gone, like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> well, what, does that's, make, what does it make me now? You know? Yeah. Like, it's so interesting. Cause the Mormon church believe like, put so much emphasis on your marriage and the the temple is where your marriage is actually like where it's actually recognized by God. And And then if you take that out, like your marriage isn't going to be there anymore or what, you know, But you still have feelings for each other. You still love each other. And And I think some people, when they leave the church, their marriages do implode probably because that's all they have in common. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the case with me and Mike, but I think for some people, a lot of people, it is. Yeah. You know, they got they got married in two weeks and then mm-hmm. had ten babies and <laughs> 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 like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Uh, yeah. uh, which wasn't our case. We only had two kids. And <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it was I was I always got asked. Um, they're like. Like, going back to, like, when people would find out I was Mormon, they're like, oh, you must have, like, a huge family. I'm like, no, there's just three of us. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, are, <laughs> you guys are the weird ones. Yeah. It's like, we were always weird when we go to Mike's uh, work things, because everyone would have, see, like, people who work as seminary and institute teachers, they still have those gigantic families. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still very common to have eight, nine children. You know, and I'd go, and they'd be like, how many kids do you have? I was like, two. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? It's so good. I'm sure it wasn't a huge surprise that the Fullers left. Only a few kids. Anyway. <laughs> you didn't have a whole bushel of them. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I think that's probably why we still like each other. <laughs> yeah. Because... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, and everybody has those families in their wards where there's like a one with like that takes up a whole bench, you know, right. like little benches. <laughs> That's what my family was. I mean, we were eight kids in 11 years. Oh, we were yeah. just like boom, boom, boom. And we took up a whole bench Dang. for sure. It was fun. Having lots of kids was fun. We had a lot right. of good, good times. But yeah, we were, we were. A lot. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> oh. So, um, see, there was something else I was going to ask you. Oh. So, so I have a funny thing. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> so I did take some notes on, on a, your little episode that you did. Um, and just, okay, I'd like to, like, jot down, like, the funny takeouts, what people say. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. So I'm going to give you some of your funny takeouts. <laughs> okay. so you said, you said, I almost got hit by lightning and blamed it on masturbating. <laughs> 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 I was laughing. I was driving home from work today and you said that I almost had to pull over to the side of the road. I was laughing so hard. 
And that's such a morbid <laughs> thing to say, right? It's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like this totally natural occurrence, you know? <laughs> both natural um, occurrences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, both natural occurrences, but like, yeah, first you have to blame it on this sin. <laughs> right, yeah. Right? That's why I'm, uh, so yeah, that was, that had to be the best takeout of that, those two episodes. <laughs> And then when you said, when you said you first got on your mission and you, um, you said Jesus, that Jesus actually said, I never said it would be easy. I only said it would be worth it. Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, what? He never said it. And I was like, he didn't. <laughs> like, he did well, that. He like, <laughs> I sold lots of art that said that. <laughs> yeah, like, why wouldn't yeah, it? And they have it in quotes, like Jesus is actually saying that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? He never said it. So funny. Uh, but I'm sure, yes. I bet like 87 Mormons think that. <laughs> All right, for sure. <laughs> he actually said that. Uh, well, then the fact that like, I didn't realize that he, that Mormons believe that uh, he came to America until I was in the MTC. And I was like, wait, what? And that's, that's, like, a, that's like a huge, that's like right printed in the front of the Book of Mormon. <laughs> I was like, you must have missed seminary that day. I must have or something. Or I just wasn't playing, paying attention. I was just like, yeah, the Nephites, they're in... Some in, other, I don't know. I just didn't. Nephi land. Nephi land. <laughs> like, wherever that is. I don't know. It just never correlated in my brain. That like, yeah. Oh, America. Like America. Anyway. Because <laughs> well, the Nephites aren't here anymore, right? Why would you have thought that? Right. <laughs> it's not like the Nephites <laughs> are in America right now. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, they got... Uh, let me correct me if I'm wrong. They got all killed, right? They got yeah. All the Nephites got killed. And then the Lamanites were basically the Native Around. American. Yeah. Yeah, because they were people left they in were that dark and they were yeah not white, so they right righteous and so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The white delights them got killed, and yeah, the Lamanites are the remnant. I think that's what they call them. The yeah. remnant, of whatever. Yep. Look, look at us forgetting our Mormon history already. <laughs> uh, sweet no stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we are scholars. <laughs> uh, you probably know more about that because your husband's seminary teacher. Yeah, I should. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> None of it rubbed off. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to research stuff and find the answers and. I'm good at that, but, yeah. I'm surprised how much still like sticks in my brain. Like I'll just right. be like, I'll hear a scripture and I'm like, oh yeah, and I can like jot it. You know, it continues. Right. Um, and like the hymns, like you guys do your bullshit hymns. Yeah. <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I have a son that hates our bullshit hymns. He's like, uh, my both my kids listen to my podcast, and my son is like, those are so cringy, mom. <laughs> Like, uh, we're like, we know. Like, that's, that's why, why we, we do, do it. it. <laughs> it's cringy for us, too. 
I'll, yeah, I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm like, oh no, no, not a bullshit him. But then I listen to it and I'm like, okay. They're going to sing again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the singing. The actual singing isn't bad, but it's, it's like. The, the memory of the hymn, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then what it actually, like, what the it words means. actually mean, too. It's yeah. like, oh. That is so and to know that they're like, like, that they're sung every, you know, and that we sung right. those all the time and they right. were popular hymns. Well, especially, especially the one that really got us it might have been our very first one it was like the one with the angels the silent note taking the silent notes taking oh yeah i didn't realize how creepy that was and we sang that all the time <laughs> like <laughs> but that's how we felt right like they were watching yeah. you do all your whatever you were doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> taking notes on it and sending it to your bishop i don't know Oh yeah, is that how that works? Like they, that's how the bishop gets the I guess so. quote unquote yeah. the like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they he never knew about. He me, opens up like, the attachments on his email and <laughs> he's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> the angels were telling me stuff. Um, <laughs> well, they never had the like. What is it? What they call it? The, the spirit. The this spirit of discernment. It's just yeah. They never knew I was gay. So right. So. There's a disconnect there. <laughs> yes, the angels weren't watching everything. <laughs> Probably good. <to> go. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So funny. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah, the the bullshit hymns. We'll we'll, we'll see if we continue singing them. Should <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're fun though. They're, they're, <laughs> well, if you ever come on our podcast, we'll pick out a good one for you. And you can sing with us. Ooh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if listeners want to hear me sing. We'll get your your consent before we put you on the spot. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, I'll only sing if you could hide a collab. (laughs) Uh We can try and figure out what that song actually means. (laughs) Yeah. What was the other one that was Come Thou Found that was like not even in the book, but it was, uh-huh. it was really like everybody loved it because the uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I think the Motab yeah. sings that all the time. Motab sings it all the time, and all the choirs sing it all the time. Or the, the choir like, at Temple Square. He's at all oh, yeah, they don't, not called the Mormon Tabernacle Choir anymore. Yeah. With the, Tab- choir at Tabernacles Temple Square. Just say Motab. Come on. <laughs> Motab. This rebranding is just annoying. <laughs> on a Mormon stories, John Malin one time said he said something. He's like, "Yeah, but Mormon is a swear word now." <laughs> mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, "It totally <laughs> is," and people act like it is too. You say Mormon, and they're like, "Oh, <gasps> that's a swear word." <laughs> Mormon. Touching their pearls. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? But then they had that like whole movement where they said, I am Mormon. I am a Mormon. Yeah. Or something, right? And like, they made that movie. Well, they made a movie about it. Remember it was in theaters? Yeah. They made- so like, yeah. Meet the Mormons or something? Yeah, Meet the Mormons. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. <laughs> well, and then uh, I like now I do it on purpose, though. Like, I work oh, at yeah. Barnes & Noble, and, like, what was it that somebody said? 
Oh, they were like, they're talking about seminary and how they, one of there's these two girls that I work with. They're like, I went to seminary and they were talking about like, um, uh, anyway, whatever. And I was like, I did too. I graduated from seminary. And they're like, really? And I was like, yeah, super Mormon of me, huh? <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> <laughs> they knew when you said Mormon, they're like, <laughs> gasp. Prostate. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, there I am with my, you know, sle- sleeve tattoo and everything. So there, whatever. All right. <laughs> well, and okay. I put a, um, we have badges at Barnes Noble, and I put a, okay. a rainbow on it, so that oh, no, no guessing <laughs> that I, yeah. and I cannot ever be confused as a Mormon. Oh, and then um, I missed this. The I guess this is kind of my moments with Mormons, but kind of not. I didn't really have one this week. Um, so I have a segment that I'm starting where like oh, that's right. yeah. put in a moments with Mormons or whatever. I can, I live in the thick of it. You do too. So mm-hmm. like, um, if you ever have a moment with Mormons, send it to me. Okay, and I, can... <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was working at Barnes and Noble and I was on the phone and four missionaries walked by me. <laughs> I was like, Oh, in white shirts and ties, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is happening right now." <laughs> and they both they all gave me the side eye a little bit, like they one just of them go at me. By. I was like, like oh, but I was hoping that I was wishing that I wasn't on the phone because then I probably would have fucked with them. <laughs> <laughs> you missed an opportunity. I'm, well, I, I'm sure oh. it's going to happen again. Don't worry. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll just have to make sure I'm working there on a day again because it was a monday so they were okay. out on their p day or whatever and i was just like oh so wait so wait they have missionaries in rexburg yeah apparently what do they do i know <laughs> right? isn't, isn't it like 95 percent lds <laughs> yeah, pretty much well they were in idle falls so it was oh, falls, okay. probably about it's 80 percent instead of 95 so <laughs> It's getting a little more progressive, yeah. which is good, but it's still not great. But right. um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think out where I am, like in the Boise area, I think it's only like twenty percent. So it's not. I mean, it's still pretty high. But yeah. oh, that's better though. Maybe I should move out there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot you can you can definitely get away from people. I mean, we still we still live in the house we lived in when. We left. I mean, we're surround. Every all my neighbors are LDS, and mm. I see people at the store all the time. But probably just because it's the people I know, you yeah. know, because yeah. I was Mormon for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> who I know, but uh, yeah, but it's easy to get away from it. There's mm. a very very healthy post Mormon community. Uh, community. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Nice. I don't know if there's. It doesn't seem like there's a big one here, <laughs> but I don't know. I go to work at my serving job and there's like, there's less Mormons there because it's a, like, right. and I like that. Like, do they serve, <laughs> they, do they serve alcohol? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I was just, um, I can tell when they're Mormon because they all order like, we'll just have waters or what kind of lemonade do you have? And I'm like, oh, God, you let me get you some flavored lemonades. It's fine. Right. Like the big thing here right now is like sodas with like flavoring in them. Right. They have. Is that they happening have, there like, too? Like the soda licious and stuff. Like yeah. they have a whole 
Well, they can't have coffee shops. They have to have flavored soda shops. Yeah. Yeah. They'll spend better for you. Spend your money on like expensive soda. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) So fancy, Mormons. (laughs) Get your caffeine free Coke or whatever. Make sure it's caffeine free. Well, I have a funny story about this. When on my mission, I had this companion and she was. You know, like everyone's pretty Molly Mormon on a mission, but she was even for a missionary. She was Molly Mormon and we were teaching. She was new um, and we were teaching and we had like the when you were out, did they still have the little flip flip little chart thing with the bound chart and you'd flip Mm -hmm. it over? Yeah. Yeah. So we had just gotten away from that, but I do. Yeah, I remember kind of still around. So, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. So you'd flip it over and you'd be like, this is the word of wisdom, you know? And I flipped over and I mean, like kudos to the church. They didn't have caffeine on there. Right. They just had, they just had coffee, tea, alcohol, drugs, you know, they did not have caffeine on there. (laughs) And this companion of mine, and I was the senior companion, she took her chart and she wrote caffeine. (laughs) And she put like diet or she put like Coke, Pepsi next to it. And I was like, you can't, al- <laughs> it's like, you can't alter that. <laughs> I was like, you can't alter that. And I probably said something like, that's a sacred flip chart. You can't alter that. <laughs> I remember getting after altering the flip chart. <laughs> altering the holy. And I think I made her buy a new one. And you could like order new ones. <laughs> I was like, you, you just you're ordering a new one. <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's funny I uh yeah I remember those so I was in the MTC when they announced I think it was Melvin Russell Ballard that um announced the change from the discussions like the regular discussions oh, okay. to um like the preach my gospel stuff like thing where oh, you just so kinda, that when you were in the MTC. Yeah. And it okay. was, um, I thought it was so cool because I was like, the, I was, we were like the fourth on the fourth row and I could see him. He was right there. Yeah. I, Ooh, I got to see Elder Pallard and I got to be <laughs> this close to him. And then I was like, and he gave us this groundbreaking, like earth shattering new pro like uh, revelation of preach my gospel. You know, and I was just like, <laughs> and it was so spiritual yeah, to so be spiritual. there yeah. in his and, presence. And then I was also like, oh, I don't have to memorize the discussions anymore. Yay! And then, because um, you were probably in when it was like discussions, yep. and you, you had, had to memorize, memorize them, yeah, word by word, word for yeah. word, and like four, the four or six, I can't remember. I think there were six, yeah, and the six, um, yeah. I can remember it was just always so awkward because when I got to the mission field, it was like they hadn't heard about preach my gospel yet. Like I hadn't oh, gotten, okay. and, and so I still had to do the discussions. And so I would, um, I always thought that was so awkward. Like you go to those these houses and like you, they let you in or whatever, and then all of a sudden you just start spouting like and then they wrote stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. and no wonder they think they're were robots or like brainwashed and shit because you're just like saying shit that just doesn't make sense and this is um you said well, like well you it was very salesman-y like yeah. you would 
you very much felt like, well, I really didn't realize how much it was like that until after I came back and reassessed what I did on my mission. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, oh my gosh, we were just trying to get him to up level. We're like, you know, <laughs> we're just trying to get him to buy the next best thing. And it was, and I think like the tithing one was like number four. Of course you didn't introduce that until they thought it was the only way they could be with their family forever. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> like, the oh, and by the way, yeah. Oh, by the way, we want your money yeah, a little can. bit, and we want we want ten percent of your money. Also, you can't have coffee, tea, alcohol, or sex. <laughs> but you can't have caffeine because I made her take that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was always the. But then, like, it was always like, oh, well, they got to the sixth discussion. They're good. They're good. Right. Set. There's just a shoe in, and then. You baptize them. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. There was... Did they, um, did they have... No, so I didn't... I never did preach my gospel. But in... I, And when you did the discussions, at the end of the first discussion, you invited them to be baptized. Yep. Yeah. Was it still yep. like you're supposed to do that early on kind mm -hmm. of thing? Yeah, you do it as soon as possible so that you can... Okay. Um, you know, it's also salesman. But yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Um, you didn't necessarily have to teach the, because I remember the first discussion was always the first vision of Joseph Smith. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, you didn't always have to do that, but a lot of missionaries still did it because that was what they were comfortable with. But I was just like, you just kind of. Quote, you, unquote, didn't have, you didn't I, have to memorize the prayer. And uh, no. You did, oh, that was such a huge thing. Yeah. In the discussions. Memorize yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, um, and the first vision, like, is quote from the first vision of how it, yeah. like, oh, a pillar of light. Mm -hmm. the, um, yeah. I, could, I don't know if I want to. I, I could do it. I can only do it in Spanish, but I don't want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I can just remember parts Vive of it. Vive la columna de luz. That's <laughs> I don't want to do yeah. it, though. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> it's <a little> triggering. <laughs> yeah. And the, um, yeah, I so the preach my gospel was supposed to be supposed to be like quote unquote by the spirit. And you're like, right. you're supposed to be able to tell what they want, what they need at the time. And so you just kind of go off of, uh, and you're talking to them more kind of thing. Yeah. And like, so it's like, they like, would, it, it, like, it was like the magic spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah. thing. Okay. <laughs> that is interesting. They made it more woo woo. Like. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think I had mentioned in Nasa Molly Morning podcast where they, so we were doing the preach my gospel stuff, but then there was also this, my mission president wanted us to just like walk into their house. Yeah. That part. And I was yeah. just like, oh yeah, yeah, sounds great. And I went, I hated tracting anyway. Like I hated doing the house to house stuff. And I was just, it was always awkward to me. I always like in my brain. Uh, was like, don't answer the door, don't answer the door, please don't, please don't, you know, see anybody there, I don't want to talk to anybody. Please I just, just let us leave our attracting literature and leave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, when they would answer the door, I'm like, oh man, okay, let me give my spiel, you know, and they're just yeah. like, um, and then I'd be like, please, but then, like, right after that thing, like, this lady answered the door, and I, my companion had wanted me to try it, and so I just, like, walked into her house and she just looked terrified and i was like as, you know as she would as i would and 
Oh man, good times. Yeah. <laughs> I never did that again, but like, <laughs> oh, it yeah, was supposed I to be was, like. I was in fate. down. I was in downtown New Orleans, pretty much my whole mission. So that's where all of the Spanish-speaking population is, right? Uh, and so we would track like these tenements, like, and they were. I mean, they'd have like bolt holes all over the place, and like we, we were not in uh, good areas ever oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you go in you just go into people's house i can't believe i did that and yeah. that it was ever encouraged just to go into and most of the people i met were perfectly nice people but we were in some situations a few times where it was like ooh, yeah it's not good and it wasn't the spirit telling me it wasn't good it was <laughs> just, it was holy <laughs> carrie saying get the hell out of there <laughs> <laughs> Well, and uh, I can remember going to one, it was my first area, and I was, um, we were biking along, and uh, this car slowly drove past us with, like, waving a gun at us, and I was like, oh, cool. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We have this, we do these, like, fasting days where we would fast and track. I mean, the dumbest thing, I mean, it's like what, 106 degrees outside with 98% humidity, and we'd be fasting and tracking, like, you know, like 12 hours. Ugh. So dumb. Anyway, uh, we were doing that, and my companion was really tired and probably a little malnourished, and she wasn't paying attention, and it was her door, and she was a native. She was from Mexico. She didn't speak any English. The guy who answered the door he he was an English speaker, okay? But it was her door, and I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And she starts talking to this guy in her broken English, and she's like, hi, we're missionaries from the Church of Christ Latter-day Saints. And she's like, how how are you doing today? She, you know, she didn't really know her intro very well. And I yeah. was not paying attention. And he had, he had answered the door, like, in a little skimpy towel. And I wasn't looking, I was not looking in the apartment. I was like looking off in the distance. And she's like, how are you doing today? He's like, we're sinning. And like, I heard that, like, that's when I started paying attention. He said, we're sinning. And I look, then, then I paid attention. I look into the apartment. His girlfriend is laying naked on the couch. Fuck naked. You know? And she was like, oh, that's very nice. Can we share a message about Jesus Christ? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Here's her pamphlet. We're, have a good day. Sorry. <laughs> We're out of here. Yes. Go back to doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> yes, she, I, and I was like, oh, sorry, Sister Baca. That was <laughs> thinning. <laughs> thinning. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, so we, we got out of there real quick. We, we did not try to give them a first discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that was also Holy Carrie telling you. That yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the hell out of there, Holy Carrie. <laughs> uh, so um, I wanted you to um, <coughs> kind of explain the, the Holy thing, because I... I know it's just beautiful how you um, yeah. how you explain it on the podcast and listeners right. you can listen to the podcast um, about and you'll hear more in depth but like just kind of like a little yeah how that came why you call yourself yeah. Holy Carrie and Holy Heidi and 
Yeah. So Heidi, when she, so Heidi left the church 20 years before me, like when she was shortly after her first marriage ended and she was probably early twenties. Um, and she, she left pretty much became inactive. Um, and so for 20 years, I was like this really Mormon seminary teacher's wife, mm-hmm. but we were like really close. We had, we were still very, we were only 18 months apart. We were like best friends in high school and we had, we both have two kids there, but the same ages. So we were like married at the same time, had kids at the same time. Our kids grew up together. So we're always very close, but there was that Mormon element always in the way a little bit, you know? And so when I decided to leave the church, like she thought I was like, you know, like no way. I think I had told another sister and that sister told her and she was like, she's like, I don't know if, if she got that right. Like, (laughs) are you you leaving the church? And so, um, I, I, I was like, yeah. And so, and we were at, at a brunch or something. We ended up talking for like three or four hours. And it was a great conversation. And she was talking about how when she was raising her kids, she said every once in a while, she knew the Holy Spirit was guiding her. And she's like, but how was that possible? Because I I left the church. I'm sinning according to the church. Like, how was that possible that the Holy Spirit was telling me these things? And mm-hmm. I just looked at her and I said, it wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was Holy Heidi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it, it was supposed to be kind of, you know, funny a little yeah. bit to say it, but it was actually really powerful. We mm-hmm. just both kind of sat there and looked at each other and we're like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. And I've, and I've, since then, I've heard so many people say that they still feel the spirit mm-hmm. and they're, or they're like, or I don't know what to call it, you know? And I think that's a very common thing that people, you still feel that. And it's like, yeah, it wasn't ever the spirit. Yeah. It was always your holy self. And so we believe that everybody has their holy self. And, mm-hmm. um, and and so that's why we call it the Holy Sisters. It's just kind of a funny thing. If you look at our cover art, we're like in these yeah. silver girl dresses. Yeah, love it. <laughs> the Holy Sisters, you know, it's all very funny. But um, it's also very touching and kind of a real thing that yeah. we, and we kind of try and touch back on that during all of our episodes. Even if we're talking about funny endies, you know, a big <laughs> yeah. part of that episode was like, choose your own underwear. Yeah. Like you, you have the power to choose your own underwear. That's yourself talking to you, wanting you to wear something comfortable. And that's perfectly fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But I think it's a thing that a lot of people deconstructing from the church. It's kind of a confusing place to be in. Like, cause you, you have relied forever on the spirit telling you and guiding you where to go. It's like, what do I do now? Yeah. Like, what do I do without the spirit? And I think it's a, a really, you have to just change your mindset that you have always known. Mm-hmm. Like, and you, you have the power to make even, even better decisions than the spirit. Cause you don't have the church telling you what the spirit wants you to think. Yeah. You can pull so, it. Oh. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a great, it was a great realization for us. And that's kind of what we base our podcast on. Oh. I love it. I um, on that note, I was. Uh, it just made me think of how I think I mentioned this in not Somali Mormon, but I I prayed. 
and I came out to God, you know, and I was just like, mm-hmm. um, and I felt quote unquote, the spirit, you know, but it really yeah. looking back on it, I was like, that was really just me being relieved of like this weight right. that I'd been carrying around for so long yeah. and finally making this decision mm-hmm. that I made, you know, that I made, it wasn't the spirit. That, telling that me. Holy Jake made. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it's just interesting to think of how much uh, weight they give to the church and like to outside forces that, right. uh, and you're, you're, you're never responsible for your own journey. Mm-hmm. You, your journey is dictated right. by the spirit or by God mm-hmm. or by the church. You know, it's this right. outside forces that just control you mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, and if you are stray from those things, then it's obviously you are, you're the wrong. Yeah. Or you, or you lose, or that you lose it. I think that's yeah. the most horrible thing they tell you is that you lose it. Yeah. And it's yeah. gone. And it's like, it's not yeah. true because you always have you. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the conundrum. A lot of people get in where they're just like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm still feeling the spirit. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like, so the what? spirit's telling me to do something against church doctrine. Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Yeah. It's really your holy self telling you. Your holy self, yeah. All right. Well, it's been, I think we can probably wrap up unless you had something else you wanted to add. Did you have more notes? I I don't think so. I just want to let you know that I really love your podcast too. I know you're saying that you're just kind of like fly by the seat of your pants, but that's, (laughs) I kind of love that about your podcast because it's just, (laughs) you're so open and free and it's, yeah. and I love that you're like the, the, what'd you call it? The brother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Not so yeah. Molly Mormon. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it's, that's just, that's just an adorable little, uh, <laughs> little thing you have going on there. And I think I love when you talk to people cause you're very open and just allow people to say what they want to say. So yeah. thank you. And this is the first podcast I've ever done. I've never been on someone else's podcast. So thank you for the opportunity. It was kind of nice. Well, it's an honor to have you here. And we'll definitely have to do it again and have right. Heidi back. And, uh, yes, Heidi. I know. She really wanted <laughs> She really wanted to meet you. She, I know she's a little sad. She's just so oh. busy work right now. So, But we'll definitely do this again because it was a lot of Oh, fun. for sure. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll, it's definitely been a good time. And I know a lot of things that you've said will resonate with listeners and um, it's always fun to have new voices on here and um, to hear other people's stories. And right. Right. And then I can, I can learn from you cause we're wanting to have guests start having guests on our show. So I need yeah. to, like I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm very new at all this podcasting stuff. So. Yeah. Listeners, so. I, before we recorded, I was given her tips on, even though I'm not even a, like a by any stretch of the imagination. How do you feel now that I'm coming to you? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh. Passing <laughs> tips. Yeah. Uh, felt very, very privileged. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> well, I saw, I heard you add music into your podcast, and that's something I've been struggling with. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I've got to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he figured out the secret. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Oh, I didn't, yeah, I never wanted to, 
I just, I never thought I'd have a podcast. I was always like, mm, no, I'm not going to be a podcaster, but it's kind of, it's been fun. It's been a good journey. It's been helping me, like it helps right. me just as much as it helps others. So yeah, I just can't believe people listen to my podcast. Like you see the number, I don't know if we're, whatever platform you, you post on, does it tell you how many downloads you've had or whatever? Yeah. And I, and, um, I don't, Really pay attention? Well, I haven't checked it in a while, but yeah. yeah. But sometimes I see the numbers and I'm like, really? Like that's yeah, me too. To be. I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, thank you so much. Well, I love what you guys are doing, so keep it up, and um, hopefully, people will more people will follow you and listen to you. So, and listen yeah. to your bullshit hymns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No matter how cringy they are, <laughs> we're going to do it. It's a good, I like that you put it like in the middle because it's like a little break. You like break up the, yeah. the stuff that you're talking about. So it's like a little commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually if we ever do do commercials, then there'll be a breaks so that we can add them in there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who knows if we'll ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Carrie. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you, listeners. See you. In, well, not see ya. I always, that's always <laughs> weird. Listen to me next week, I guess. <laughs> no, I'll, yeah, anyway. I'll be hearing you. You'll be hearing me. You'll be hearing from me again. That sounds threatening. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Anyway, I never know how to end it, but there you go. <laughs>